Welcome to 20 Cent Retail's podcast. I'm Vincent Panels. In this episode, I chat with Charlotte Devoy, sustainability manager at Deleuze Belgium. A decade ago, the Belgian retailer started a sustainability department, and to mark the occasion, Charlotte took time to discuss with me about the evolution of the department and some of the concrete achievements from the past years. So there you go. Enjoy our little chat. Uh, welcome, Charlotte. Thank you for being here for today's episode. Hello, Vincent. Um, well, today we're going to talk about sustainability and Delhaize, um, and, and more particularly what you have done in the last uh, couple of years. Delhaize um, actually started a department uh, focusing on sustainability uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, what were, in short, the main objectives and, and how did this if, uh, department evolve over time, actually? Indeed, so Deleuze uh, is a company with a long history and the department started with the focus on sustainable products. Deleuze was the first one to introduce a fair trade certified coffee in a supermarket. And then we also transform our fish assortment to be more sustainable than palm oil and so on and so on. Then um, came also nutrition. And since 2017, we organized a workshop in school to teach uh, children how to eat healthier. It's been 10 years also that we give unsold, so, unsold food to charities. So it's the food donation program that we are very proud of. Okay, uh, quite uh, good. And, and so you, you mentioned you're proud of these, but do you also have some concrete examples or achievements that Deleuze is, is particularly proud of uh, in, in that sense? Yes, something that's quite recent is the introduction of NutriScore um, about three years ago and NutriPlus last year. So NutriPlus is the fidelity card of Deleuze and it offers price reduction for products that are healthy, products that do score A and B on NutriScore. It allows uh, digital personalization and it proposes you a healthier alternative. So I really like it because it's personalized, it's healthy and it's also um, um, cheaper to eat healthy. On the environmental side to, uh, for the planet and environment, we launched two years ago a program called the Lion Footprint and that's a program I'm also very proud of. Okay, well, um, I actually have planned to, to talk a bit more about the, the Lion's Footprint uh, later in the conversation, but um, um, one of the things that I was wondering is that uh, I expect that to achieve the goals of, of the organization when it comes to sustainability, uh, it requires a lot of internal communication. You have to get your personnel on board, your buyers, all the different people. Uh, how do you, how did you as an organization tackle that issue actually? So it's true, we are a big organization and we need everyone to contribute. We have internal communication tools, but also strategic meetings. So uh, that's a meeting where everyone comes and check where we stand uh, facing our strategy. And sustainability is part of the agenda, together with financial results, market share, and other important results for the company. So it's very high up and the top management is behind. So that means everyone knows about our sustainability goals, what we want to achieve, and how, where we stand every quarter. That creates a lot of ownership, so everyone can contribute, and it explains the success. Okay, uh, short answer and, and effective. I always like these. Um, but so uh, you work on uh, your internal uh, communication. You work and make sure that everybody's on the same page. 
is it then the same thing with your suppliers because you have a business relationship with them uh is it easy to get them on board on the sustainability train on the sustainability train sorry and and how do you get them on board basically Yes, it's true that we don't work alone. We are uh, with a lot of different partners. And actually, I'm going to give you an example on our carbon target. So we want to reduce carbon. We want to emit less. We want to pollute less. And then we have partners. And we can roughly group them in three types of partners. We have our franchised stores, our logistic partners, driving trucks, and our suppliers, supplying products. So um, if you want to decrease the pollution and the carbon, then you have to uh, discuss with all of them in different ways. So franchise stores, you will help them in making greener stores that are more eco-efficient. Logistic partners is rather about what are the new technologies coming into uh, the truck and the logistic world. And suppliers is rather about how to decrease the carbon footprint of a product. So different partners is also different messages. Okay, um, so you you tackle each one of them in in a different way, and um, let's let's get back to this uh, lion's footprint that you just uh, mentioned. Um, could you maybe explain the the main goals uh, of the plan to the audience and also some of the achievements that you that you reached with with the plan? Yes, so the lion footprint is the plan of the layers for the planet, and it has three clear promises. We're going to work towards less carbon, less plastic, and less food waste. Those three are very important because carbon is to fight uh, the climate change and the global warming. And less plastic and less food waste are actually uh, two sides of the same coins. Because if you remove packaging, then sometimes you will lose in freshness and then you will have to throw away more. And so people look at packaging, but sometimes they forget that we also want to have less food waste because we cannot waste food in a planet that's not good for the planet either. So those are the three promises of the land footprint. And we have, they, they've been existing for three years and we have amazing results. 2,800 tons of plastic were removed from packaging. I invite you to go to our food and veg department, you will see the difference. It's not yet 100% without plastic because some plastic is actually needed. So some plastic sometimes is useful to keep the freshness of the product. And that's not so that we don't waste. We've um, avoided to emit 80,000 tons of CO2. So we really made a lot of changes in our stores, in our logistics, in, uh, in our products also to uh, decrease the footprint. And we've uh, successfully did not waste six ton of food which is also very good oh okay um so it's, it's actually good that you mentioned that that plastic is sometimes a, a necessary evil to keep the freshness of products because this is something that uh, often uh, consumers tend to tend to forget um mm-hmm. maybe uh, do you have any concrete example of, of certain products which are still sadly using plastic uh in in that sense um Yes, so for example, the radish, the radish, if okay. they are packed, and it's quite an awful pack because it's a lot of, of plastic, they will keep fresh for 10 more days. Okay, 10 more days. Yeah, okay, that is uh, a significant a difference, difference, obviously. And um, again, about this, this entire footprint, Lion's Footprint uh, project, um, again, I suspect that you made suppliers on board and some, some actually are actively participating. 
Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, if we look at product, we have to work with the people that know uh, the, and produce our products. So those are the suppliers. And um, we've been um, helping and designing with them new packaging. And we also offer them a new way of uh, working with the less around less plastic, less carbon, less food waste. It's via the Lion Footprint Fund. So the Lion Footprint Fund is like a foundation and it's hosted at the Koning Bodwein Foundation. And it's a safe place where you can actually not talk about commercial, but you can talk about philanthropic. It's a philanthropic space to co-invest in projects to reduce carbon, plastic, and food waste. So currently we have three suppliers that are co-founder of that foundation. It's Unilever, uh, Ankle, and Mondelez. And together we sponsor uh, great events like for example, River Cleanup. River Cleanup are um, events to collect waste in nature so that uh, we have a better planet. Okay. So that's actually uh, good to know. And it helps me understand all those Unilever people and the less people that I've seen posting uh, pictures on their social media about picking up plastics around their uh, neighborhood. I expect it was linked to that. Um, exactly. exactly. Um, well, we, we, talk about suppliers are on board we talk about the fact that your uh, buyers and everybody internally is on board and, and training for this uh, there's still one element in the total equation that that is missing and that is the consumer um, and we speak a little bit less about it how do you uh, get the consumer on board when it comes to sustainability so um, we have a lot of media and we have a lot of way of talking to the consumer. And so there is Nutrisco where each consumer can choose what they buy, but really on the aspect of um, the, the lion footprint and the tree promises, we have the concept of hood basic in, in, in Dutch, motivé du mieux in French. And those are nudging, so kindly pushing our clients towards small steps that they can take every day. So if you look, for example, at the Deleuze magazine, that's a very well-known magazine, you will have recipe to uh, uh, accommodate uh, food waste instead of throwing them away. And uh, you also have online a lot of different uh, suggestions on how to be more sustainable step-by-step step in an everyday life because uh, everyone wants to contribute, but you don't have to make big, you can make big changes, but for some people it's easier to go step-by-step. Obviously. Um, now, I, I do have a little uh, little devil's advocate question. Uh, is, is the consumers really focused or interested in, in sustainability? Because there's always the what we say as there's a difference between the declaration when you make a survey and, and the real actions. Uh, because uh, if you tell him, okay, this packaging is more better for the environment, but overall the product is more pricey, Will he still go for the more sustainable alternative or not? Actually, I think that the consumer focus is genuine. They really want to do good, but then we have to make sure that it's for them it's easy to choose the right option. So in the less, uh, the all the fish is sustainable. So that's easy. They don't have to think about it. We don't, we don't, we're not linked to overfishing. And also we have to acknowledge that change takes time and uh, every adaptation we do needs to be easy to adapt. Convenience is also very important. 
All right. Well, uh, those are actually excellent words to to close our conversation. We could continue all night, of course, but uh, as you said, the consumer is genuine, but it's still a long road to get to the thing. Now, thank you very much, Charlotte, for your time, and uh, hope to hear soon from you and on other achievements for the Lions Footprint and more. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. That's all for today. Uh, that was a very interesting and efficient chat. And for those who want to read more, don't hesitate to check out the LES website for the full reports and actions related to their efforts in sustainability or the Lion's Footprint Plan. Of course, if you want to get in touch with me, don't hesitate to write me an email. I also invite you to check out the website 20centretail.com for more retail stories. And join us next week for a new episode. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Thank you.